Hello, everybody, and welcome to Get Lit Minute, your weekly podcast for all things poetic, poetry, and poets. This series is produced by Get Lit Words Ignite, which is a nonprofit organization that uses poetry and spoken word to increase literacy and empower young people. My name is Nia Lewis. In this podcast, we focus on the lives, history, and works of classic poets and modern-day contemporary poets. Today, we are going to be talking about Pulitzer Prize-winning contemporary poet Natalie Diaz. Diaz was born on September 4, 1978, in Fort Mojave Indian Village in Needles, California, which lies on the banks of the Colorado River. She comes from a mixed family. Her father is Mexican and her mother is Native. Natalie is an enrolled member of the Gila River Indian community. She identifies as Catholic and says that she grew up feeling that her Mojave and Catholic religious beliefs were very intertwined with their ritualistic and ceremonial aspects. Her Native American ancestry is one of the most prominent themes of Diaz's writing. The trauma of genocide and forced assimilation is a wound that reoccurs in her poetic imagination. It even impacts her understanding of language itself. Natalie Diaz speaks Mojave, Spanish, and English, but says that the boarding school on her reservation enforced the use of English and therefore the theft of her native language. She says that because of this, she feels that poetry was an unlikely place for her to land. On the other hand, she feels that this experience of absence and loss has forced her to be more attentive with her use of English, more tender and more weary. She constantly reflects on what English means to her and what she means to English. She feels that because of this, she has a better understanding of its limitations. Diaz also identifies as queer, though in all aspects of her identity, she says that she struggles with labels. She feels that it is important that we reflect our identities instead of showing us as we are. That um, having labels, it pins us down, it really holds us back. She embraces and loves her identities for who they've shaped her to be, but hesitates to define herself by them. Another important influence on Natalie Diaz's work is her family. Her mother had a profound impact on her poetic interests from a young age. Natalie describes her mother as a storyteller, a woman with a limitless imagination and lexicon. She remembers that her mother would read to her as a child anything from old encyclopedias to Reader's Digest to her grandmother's Danielle Steele novels. Her family is also featured as a major subject of her poetry. One of the first images that had a hold on her writing was the image of hips, which she thinks came from her close relationship with her grandmother, who was a double amputee. She remembers her as one of her first best friends, one of the first women she ever loved, and when she died, one of her first experiences with loss. Her first book, When My Brother Was an Aztec, grapples with her brother's meth addiction and early death. Natalie Diaz received her BA from Old Dominion University, where she received a full athletic scholarship as a point guard on the women's basketball team. She went on to play professional basketball in Europe and Asia before returning to Old Dominion to earn her MFA in poetry and fiction. Diaz says that basketball 
is itself a part of her heritage, as it was a native sport appropriated by the U.S. Early on, she also saw it as a means of getting off of her reservation, which she said she wanted really badly. When asked about how she went from a career in sports to a career as a poet, Diaz says that her mind works like an athlete. I'm an ox on the page, yoked to some aching heaviness, grinding some mark of myself into clay. If I'm ever frustrated or angry or bored, I use my body. Exercise inspires her and her physical experiences provide her with subjects to write about. Some of Diaz's major influences include Joy Harjo, Federico Garcia Lorca, Mohammed Darwish, Roger Rives, and Nikki Finney. Natalie uses a wide variety of aesthetics, including traditional forms and illusions that other poets, including such Western colonial figures as John Ashbery, Walt Whitman, Anne Saxton, and even Homer. She does not see this as constraining herself or relying on this canyon, but rather as a way to expand her own writing practice in the tradition itself. Diaz's debut collection, When My Brother Was an Aztec, was published in 2012. Her second book, Postcolonial Love Poem, was published in 2020. In this collection, Diaz extends her body to the page, but detaches it from its physical state so that the nation is no longer able to enact violence upon it. Envisioning the liberation of a post-colonial space, Natalie says that throughout this book she is in wonder, in desire, in rage, in anger, in imagination, in memory. Her work has also appeared in narrative, Poetry Magazine, Drunken Boat, Perry Schroener, Iroh Review, and Crab Orchard Review, as well as the anthologies Red Indian Road West, Native American Poetry from California, and Ghost Fishing, an Equal Justice Poetry Anthology. Diaz is a finalist for the National Book Award and Ford Prize in Poetry and was shortlisted for the Pin Open Book Award. She has been awarded a Nimrod Hardman Pablo Neruda Prize for Poetry, the Lewis Uttermeyer Scholarship in Poetry from Breadloaf, the Narrative Poetry Prize, and a Princeton Holmes National Poetry Prize. She's received fellowships from the MacArthur Foundation, the Lannan Literary Foundation, the Native Arts Council Foundation, Princeton Review, and Penn Civutella Ranieri Foundation. She has also served as a Hodder Fellow and a U.S. Arts Ford Fellow, and in 2012, she was elected a Counselor of the Academy of American Poets. Postcolonial Love Poem was awarded Pulitzer Prize in June of 2021. Natalie Diaz currently lives in Mojave Valley, Arizona, where she directs a language revitalization program called the Center of Imagination in the Borderlands, where she works as the last elder speakers of the Mojave language. She also serves as a Maxine and Jonathan Marshall Chair in Modern and Contemporary Poetry at Arizona State University, where she teaches in the MFA program. Diaz feels conflicted about her role as an academic because she is uncomfortable with American institutions more broadly. She has said that American poetry 
is as careful a design as a reservation is, as the MFA program is, as any wall or checkpoint. She worries that being complicit in this system has compromised her or she's contributed to the negative impacts of these structures. She asked herself what sort of knowledge she wants to be perpetuating, what she considers valuable to pass on in her role at the university. She has come to see that a large part of her work is teaching Native students that what they have learned from their indigenous backgrounds is valuable and that it is just as important as the knowledge passed on through these institutions. Today, I'm going to share with you Diaz's poem entitled, Manhattan is a Lenape Word. In it, Diaz confronts the relationship between herself and history and between love and longing and destruction and loss. So here's Natalie Diaz's poem entitled, Manhattan is a Lenape Word. It is December, and we must be brave. The ambulance's rose of light blooming against the window, its single siren cry help me, a silk red shadow unbolting like water through an orchard of her thigh, her come in the green night, a lion. I sleep her bees with my mouth of smoke, dip honey with my hands stung sweet on the darksome hive, out of the eater I eat, meaning she is mine colony. The things I know aren't easy. I'm the only Native American on the eighth floor of this hotel or any, looking out any window of a turn-of-the-century building in Manhattan. Manhattan is a Lenape word. Even a watch must be a wound. How can a century or a heart turn if nobody asks? Where have all the natives gone? If you are where you are, then where are those who are not here? Not here. Which is why in this city I have many lovers. All my loves are reparations loves. What is loneliness if not unimaginable light and measured lumens? An electric bill which must be paid. A taxicab floating across three lanes with its lamp lit, gold in wanting. At 2 a.m., everyone in New York City is empty and asking for someone. Again, the siren's same wide note helped me, meaning I have a gift and it is my body, made two-handed of gods and bronze. She says, you make me feel like lightning. I say, I don't ever want to make you feel that white. It's too late. I can't stop seeing her bones. I'm counting the carpels, metacarpels of her hand inside me. One bone, the lenate bone is named for its crescent outline. Lenatus, Luna. Some nights she rises like that in me, like trouble, a slow luminous flux. The street lamp beckons the lonely coyote wandering West 29th Street by offering its long wrist of light. 
The coyote answers by lifting its head and crying stars. Somewhere far from New York City, an American drone finds, then loves a body. The radiant nectar it seeks through great darkness, makes a candle hour of it, burns gently along it, like American touch, an unbearable heat. The siren song returns in me. I sing it across her throat. Am I what I love? Is this the glittering worlds I've been begging for? Guys, you guys should literally look at my arm like instant freaking chills, instant chills. Um, I love the repeating um, sirens, you know, note help me. I love that. I love um, the I don't ever want to make you feel that white. I really was getting from this poem is this almost you like loss of her identity of her culture and her trying to you know find herself find love in manhattan in this place that's a little too white you know how do pocs feel comfortable in enormously white spaces and that's what i'm really getting from this poem and i just think that diaz wrote this absolutely beautiful and i'm like I want to take like a poetry workshop with Diaz because I want to be able to write poems like this. This is absolutely beautiful. Just wow, guys. Oh my god. Thank you guys so much for tuning in with us on all things Natalie Diaz. Make sure that you share this podcast with your friends and family members, and I will see you guys next week. Bye. Get Lit Minute is a production of Get Lit Words Ignite. This podcast is produced by Samuel Curtis, executive produced by Diane Luby Lane, and engineered by Peter Davis. This episode was researched and written by Sakura Price alongside me, Nia Lewis. Our production coordinator is Sophia Denunzio. Lucas Lane is our digital editor, and our editorial advisors are Kelly Grace Thomas and Colleen Hamilton. Special thanks to the entire Get Lit staff and donors who make this work possible, the teachers who use this podcast to educate their students, and to all students of life everywhere for tuning in and spending time with us today. If you want to hear more, check out the rest of our episodes on our website, getlit.org. That is G-E-T-L-I-T dot O-R-G. See you then.